Welcome back to the Young Buck Bets Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Kelly, and I am ready for another huge week of gambling and NFL action on Sunday. As I said on Friday, I ain't doing the money line parlay anymore. I was trying to make it a thing. It went 0-7, but I took its head off. It's dead. I killed it. It's no longer, but there is still going to be a parlay. It is just a little different. It's not going to be called the money line parlay because that's just got bad juju all over it. And it's just, it's retired. It's dead. It's heads on my mantle. I'm done with it. And last night, I know on Tuesday, I said I was going to tweet out uh, touchdown scores for the Jets and Colts game. I looked through, I didn't really find much value. I actually ended up just throwing like two darts out there. I threw a plus 400, I believe it was on Carson Wentz. I actually threw a plus 375 on Elijah Moore. Thank you very much. That hit. I wasn't even watching the game at that point. I was watching the Leafs game, watching Johnny T tie it up with 41 seconds to go. And then our boys, Willie Nylander, hammer one home and overtime to win 2-1 over Tampa Bay. Big win for the boys. We're back. We're rolling. We're going for the cup again. I said last week, trade away Marner, keep them all, go for the cup. That's just the rational Leafs fan in me. Completely rational, 100% well thought out. Definitely had that in my notes. That didn't just come to my mind. Shows you how rational of a Leafs fan I am. We're going to the cup, baby. Let's keep this going. I was really sad to hear that Aaron Rodgers tested positive for COVID um, and couldn't get back for the game because he's not vaccinated. And it's not because I like care if anybody's vaxxed or unvaxxed. Like for the record, I'm vaxxed. I could care. Like I do not care if you're vaxxed or unvaxxed. Just don't talk to me about it. That's basically where I stand. That's where I'm at. That's where I'll always be at. Don't tell me about it. Don't talk to me about it. We all have our own choice. Shut up about it and do your own choice and shut up. Anyways, it's just, it ruined a pick for me. I was almost dead set on having the Packers on the money line as my dog of the week. And here he tested positive. He's unvaccinated. He can't come back. He's out for sure. I was like, damn it. I was pissed just because it took away from what I thought was for sure money. And I'm not going to be on the Packers anymore with Jordan Love at QB. So I will run it back. I will reload and I'll come back with another hot take. Also, I will come back with another pick, but I'm also going to come back with another hot take. If you remember on Tuesday, one of my hot takes was that the uh, Green Bay Packers beat the Chiefs by 10 or more points. That ain't going to happen this week. So I'm going to reload and run back another hot take. And I'm just going to fire it off the hip at one point, And hopefully you guys don't even see it coming. And it just slaps you across the face. Before I get into the NFL picks, I just want to talk about J- the Jack Eichel trade because, I mean, I have him in fantasy, which is huge. And on top of it, he's a big-time player in the NHL, um, and it was a big trade. So he got traded, and it was a weird situation. It finally comes to an end in Buffalo. They trade away their former captain and former number 2 overall pick, Jack Eichel, to the Las Vegas Golden Knights in exchange for Alex Tuck, a, 22, a 2022 first-rounder with a top 10 protected um, caveat to it, a 2023 second rounder and a prospect. And that's some NBA type wording actually on the, the top 10 protected first round pick. I don't know. I, I feel like I haven't seen that in the NHL very often. That's definitely some NF or NBA type wording. But anyways, apparently Vegas is okay with Eichel getting the surgery on his neck that he wants. He was just on spit and chicklets. He had an interview. He was talking about it. Um, they, he's okay with that. And I, I don't know. I think the Sabres guy, I guess, got a decent return for an injured player that needs like a rare surgery that and no hockey player has ever gotten. I guess like Alex Tuck's a good player. If that prospect turns out, that 
first uh, the first round pick, I guess, is top 10 protected, but Las Vegas is going to be good this year. It's probably going to be a late 20s, I guess. I don't know. I guess they got a pretty good return, in my mind, for Jack Eichel. Um, Vegas GM Kelly McCrimmon came out and said that Eichel's still like four or five months away from being ready to play. Eichel said on Spit and Chicklets that he's like three months away, but I mean, like the player's always more optimistic than the GM and the training staff and everything like that. But even if it takes five months and he's back on March 1st, Vegas would still have him for the last 30 games of the regular season. And if he thinks three and McCrimmon thinks five, it may end up in the middle at four. He may end up playing 40 games for them. That is going to be a dangerous Las Vegas team if he comes back there for 40 games and he lights it up. Like everyone knows Jack Eichel can. I'm happy to see the team down there in Las Vegas. Um, like I'm, I'm happy to see them get him. I'm happy to see Jack Eichel getting the surgery that he wants. And I think we're all looking forward to see him getting back on the ice. And especially me, who decided to keep him in a, I think it's a 13-team keeper league. We got four keepers. I decided to keep Jack Eichel. I get it's not for this year. It's probably for next year. Shout out Troy Ross for saying that to me. But I just have been beating myself up, beating myself up ever since, especially since he wasn't getting traded at Buffalo. Now that he's gone, it seems like he's actually going to play this season. Might be a good call on my part. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. got released. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. That's kind of a crazy situation. I'm just shooting this off the top of my dome right now. Like his dad making the YouTube videos. Be like, my kid was open here. That's funny as shit to me. But like you can't have it. It's that's it's in the NFL. That reminds me of like a, a kid who's playing peewee hockey or something. And he's, his dad thinks he's going to go to the show. And he's yelling at the coach all the time. Play my kid. Play my kid. Play my kid. Like relax, dude. Your kid's making 18 and a half million. Even if he just sits on the sideline, you're still getting the check every month from your son because he's making 18 million this season. Just shut up and sit there and enjoy the money. Anyways, that's the headlines. That's the headlines. Let's get on to some picks. I didn't love the board this week after I liked it. I've actually loved it the last two weeks. Yes. Or last week went five and one. But anyways, I, last time I said that, I think I gave out six total picks when I said I hated the board last time. And we'll see what happens this time. My first pick is a parlay. I locked it in earlier today and it's got plus 163 odds. It's the Ravens at minus 265 on the money line and the over 48 and a half in the Buffalo and Jacksonville game. And don't worry, I'll break I'll break every single pick down like I always do, but I'll just list all my picks here in case you want to just, I don't know, listen and dip. I did this last week. I don't know if it works. You want to listen and dip to my picks? Here they are. So there's that parlay, uh, plus 163 odds. I have a second parlay that I absolutely love. It's plus 192 odds for this one, and it's the over 41 in the New England and Carolina game paired with the Cowboys minus six on the alternative sp uh, point spread versus Denver, plus 192 odds. They actually took this over 41 off the board. I know Sam Darnold's probably out. McCaffrey might be back. No one really knows. It's up in the air. That 41, I think, was an absolute mistake by them. I hopped on it, plus 192 odds for that parlay. Love it. My next pick. Um, I called this one on Tuesday. It's the Chargers minus one versus the Eagles. I said I'm just always horny for the Chargers. I just want to bet them every week, and I just somehow do. And the last pick I have is the uh, Bengals minus two and a half versus the Browns. So there you go. If you want to tail blindly, and and if not, then here we go. I got the explanations for you. But before I start, don't forget to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend about listening to the podcast and let's keep this thing rolling, baby. I do it for fun. I don't really do it for anything. I just do it for fun. So if you like it and you enjoy it, spread it around with your group of friends, spread it around everywhere you go. Let's get this thing big. Um, and if the true fans sticking around for the podcast, I believe this is episode 10 now. 
true fans will realize it gave out a dog of the week on Friday and I didn't just give out dog of the week to anybody who trailed blind or tailed blindly. That's for you guys. That's for my loyal fans. That's for you guys that I love. It's a six and two segment. You guys get it. Not the people that tail blindly. Anyways, I'm going to start with the parlay that I love the most, and it's a plus 192 odds, New England and Carolina over 41, and the Cowboys at minus six on the alternative point spread over the Broncos. And I'm going to start with the over. New England is four and four hitting the over this season, while the Panthers are just two and six. Keep in mind, the Panthers have been without Christian McCaffrey, which would 100% no doubt affect those numbers. The thing I love is, is the number 41. It is just so low that all it takes is what? Like three unexpected points, an unexpected field goal in this game, and this over should hit. The Patriots have smashed this number four weeks in a row with the totals in their games being 47, 64, 67, and 51. So they have been way over the 41 total in the last four weeks, and they average 25.8 points per game. Let's round that up to 26. Big roundup, guy. Let's round 25.8 up to 26. I feel like that's not egregious to do. And I'm I'm no math wizard, but if the Pats come out and do what they average, which is score 26 points, the Panthers just need 16 points for this total to be at 42 and hit for us. So let's just look at that. The Panthers have scored less than 18. Yes, 18. One time this season in week seven versus the Falcons. And the Panthers averaged 20 points per per game. So just on averages alone, this over hits comfortably. And I love it as the first leg over 41, New England and Carolina. I'm sorry if you didn't get this. This was a steal of a number. I would take it to like, what, 42 and a half maybe? Like I wouldn't go any higher than 43. I love this 41 number, especially when I get the hook. I just think they're going to smash this. I think this is going to be what? I, I can see it being a 24 to 21 game. Like they're going to smash this over easily. And the leg two, like I said, was Cowboys minus six on the alternative point spread versus the Broncos. And this one's simple. The real line set at Cowboys minus 10. And I bought it down to a number I liked and that I'm a number I'm more comfortable with. This meet with. I can't even talk. I'm trying to talk too fast. My brain's going so quick. It's not that smart. I can't talk that quick. I'll get back on track. Me and Ryan talked about it last week, and we were like, you know what? The alternative point spread is good for parlays because you can really get a number down to what you want, and you still get good odds. I think I still got this at minus 175 or minus 180, the minus six number. That is good odds for a parlay. And like I said, this is a plus 192. This is great odds. I love betting it down to minus six. Get buying, buying the points, as the pros say. I bought the points, minus six on the alternative point spread. The Cowboys are 7-0 and straight up against the spread this season, including a game last week where they had to start their backup, Cooper Rush, on somewhat short notice against a team that everyone thought was good in the Vikings. A couple quick things I love here is that Dak is back, and the Cowboys averaged 32.1 points per game to Denver's 19.6. And so far this season, the average margin of points is 9.0. 9.0 for the Cowboys. That's the average margin in the games of the Cowboys. What means is like that that usually what that means is they usually finish with a 9-point difference and with the Cowboys being 6 and 1 this season, they're usually on the good side of that. They're usually winning by 9 or more. I only need them to win by 6. Love that. Lock it in. New England and Carolina over 41 plus the Cowboys minus 6 on the alternative point spread versus the Broncos at plus 192 odds. Love that parlay. On to the second parlay this week, and it's the Baltimore Ravens on the money line versus the Vikings, paired with the over 48.5 in the Buffalo and Jacksonville game at plus 163 odds. I'll start with the over 48.5 in the Buffalo and Jacksonville game. 
Jacksonville's two and five and hitting the over under this season, and the Bills aren't much better at three and four. So does that make me feel great? Like, no. But what what I do like is that by themselves, Buffalo has put up 31 or more points five times already this season and has put up 40 or more twice. They started to come alive late in the game versus Miami last week after having like a really shitty first half. Um, They put up 16 points in the fourth quarter alone, and I'm smelling at least 35, possibly a 40 bomb from them on Sunday. So if my prediction is right and Buffalo puts up 35, that leaves 14 points left to be scored for this this thing to get to 49 and for the over to hit the Jags have scored 19 or more in five of their seven games so far this season so even if the Bills only put up 30 we should still hit this over so that's leg one and leg two is similar to the first parlay it feels like a common sense pick to me just like the uh, Cowboys minus six betting it down this feels like a common sense pick to me and that's at the Ravens on the money line against the Minnesota Vikings at minus 265 um, that's what they were when I got them. I think I got them last night. They're probably the same, I would assume. Get them at that. Um, first off, shout out to me. Yes, shout out to Dylan Kelly. On Friday's pod, on last Friday's pod, I broke down the Vikings and Cowboys game before Ryan came on and told everyone that I was tossing the Vikings good stat. Or be- before Ryan came on, and I told everyone I was tossing the Vikings good stats out the window and told you that I didn't think that they were a great team because they should be a top 10 team easily with the offensive and defensive stats that they put up, but they just are not that good. I called it. It showed last week, and it's going to show again this week against a very good Ravens team that's coming off a bye. John Harbaugh, coach teams are 80 and 40 after the bye week since he took over in Baltimore, and I absolutely love that because it shows me he knows how to get his team prepared and rested and like ready to make a great playoff push year in and year out right after the bye week the last time we saw the Ravens in week seven they got absolutely spanked by the Bengals 41 to 17 and I can just imagine how hungry these boys are to get back out there and punch someone in the mouth I love not having to worry about a spread here lock it in Ravens money line as the second leg of the parlay paired with Buffalo and Jacksonville over 48 and a half love those two parlays I've never given out two parlays in a week Love them. And I got one more pick before we hear from Bounty Sports. And this one scares the shit out of me. But if I don't bet it and my predictions about this game come to fruition, great word by me, throw out one a week, great word, fruition. I'll kick myself for it until next Sunday. So with that being said, I'm on the Chargers minus one versus the Eagles because I think this screams a get right game for the Chargers. The Eagles are getting a ton of credit for putting up 44 points against the Lions last week, but that was against the damn Lions. No one understands how freaking bad that team is. They are absolutely horrible, and Jared Goff sucks. Jared Goff sucks. One thing I will say that scares me in this game is that the Eagles can run the ball all day long, especially with Jalen Hurts at QB, and they average 131.6 rush yards per game, which is seventh best in the league, and the Chargers can't stop Like, they couldn't stop me and you out there if me and you were running behind an NFL offensive line. Think of me and you driving in the car right now, because I'm listening too in my car. You can, we would be able to get out of a Chargers tackle. They allow 159.6 rush yards per game, and they have been the worst rush defense in the NFL. We could score a touchdown on those boys from the two-yard line. I guarantee it. 
when the other team can control the ball with running plays, you know what that means? It means your offense barely gets the ball because the other team just pounds the ball all game and keeps the clock rolling, and that's why the Chargers have been losing. So when I put it that way, it doesn't really sound great for the Chargers, but I think in this game, they're going to absolutely sell out to stop the run, play man coverage, and try to make Jalen Hurts beat them by throwing the ball. If I see it that way, so does my boy Brandon Staley, and I can see it happening as they need to get desperate on defense and try something to get some better results because they're just not, whatever they're doing right now is not working. Like I said, man coverage, sell out to stop the run, make Jalen Hurts beat you with his arm. I don't think he can do it. Justin Herbert has been off the last few weeks, especially last week against the Pats. But the two games he's looked bad have been against a Bill Belichick game plan and a John Harbaugh game plan. So, I don't know. Those are pretty tough coaches to go against. And it's pretty tough to look good as a young quarterback against two absolute legends of the game in Bill Belichick and John Harbaugh. I think Herbert bounces back and wins us this ticket himself at the Chargers minus one over the Eagles, which leads me to my hot take shooting off the hip, which is Justin Herbert, my boy, goes off for 325 plus yards and four touchdowns this week against the Philadelphia Eagles. And I'm telling you, this guy's good, and he's got that look about him like the Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Josh Allen, where when he's losing and they show him on the bench, he looks so pissed. He looks he's good. He looks like he's going to take someone's head off at all times. I bet this man went off in practice this week, and he has his boys, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. I bet you they are all fired up and ready to go this week, knowing that Herbert wants to make a statement saying, I'm back, baby. Philly struggles against the deep ball, and I love this hot take that Justin Herbert bounces back and has 325-plus yards and four touchdowns this week because it'll help us cash our minus-one ticket with the Chargers. Let's go. Let's hear a word from Bounty Sports. If you've made it this far, thank you for listening. But let me tell you about the sponsor of this podcast, Bounty Sports, the Pick'em style daily fantasy sports website and app where you can join tournaments for as little as $1. They run tournaments in NFL, NHL, NBA, MLB, UFC, soccer, and even the PGA. Go on my Twitter at DylanKelly9797 and sign up using my link to let them know I sent you. And you get a free $5 when you sign up using my link. You could use that for five different tournaments and make absolute bank. Bounty Sports. Pick quick, win big. All right, great ad. As always, if you know anybody who wants to be advertised in that spot right there, let them know to hit me up. It's not that hard to do. And also, it's very, very cheap. Just thinking about it coming out of the break, I don't want to sing it because I feel like I'll end up getting in some type of trouble. Can you imagine the intro of this podcast having like the old Corey in the house? intro theme song like I could I'm just sitting here just at my kitchen table I don't know why this came to my head this is just a little peek into my brain I'm just sitting here I can just imagine just with my headphones on listening to the intro just yeah it's a party every week baby and I, I don't know why this popped in my head I'm just sitting here I'm waiting for the ad to play through and that's what popped in my head I don't know why there you go a little look at the Dylan Kelly's weird and messed up brain but that's why I have a podcast because I just figured, you know what, my brain needs to be out there for the people to see because, you know what, it's not normal. And maybe somebody out there can tell me what's wrong with me. Quickly, before I get into it, I got a funny uh, thing. Like someone sent it to me on Instagram. Like, oh my God, they saw the picture and video that I posted of me and Ryan doing the podcast together. And they were like, you don't wear headphones. And I, I said, you know what, you're right. It probably would look more professional and it's probably way better too. But if you know me, 
you know that I am so loud that if I put on a pair of headphones and talked into a microphone, people three blocks away would definitely hear me and complain about some kid screaming from the third floor of an apartment building. So I can't do the headphones. I can't do the headphones. I have to talk to hear myself because I'm just a loud person that's just, I can't, I, I have no volume control, okay? Get over it. No headphones. <laughs> I told the kid, you know what? You're probably right. It would look way more professional, but I also would get killed by my girlfriend people three blocks over, people in my building, everybody. So no bueno on the headphones. Back to the pick after those two little weird little segments there. My spread, my second uh, pick on the spread is the Bengals at minus two, uh, two and a half over the Cleveland Browns. They're with no Odell, Odell Beckham Jr. anymore. They cut his ass and they sent him home. In his Cleveland Brown career, he played in 29 games over three seasons. I guess two and a half with this season. He had 114 catches, 1,586 yards, and seven touchdowns with almost all of that production coming back in 2019 when he had 74 catches for 1,035 yards and four four touchdowns. This guy hasn't even been like half decent since 2019, and he's barely played, and he acts like he's a first-string superstar. Like I get he has to play, and he has a big contract, and he makes the money, but he acts like he's Devontae Adams when he is nowhere even close to that. There's a better receiver on his team in Jarvis Landry, but he acts like, you know, he's out there. He's the guy, and this is the funniest part about it. His dad posted videos on YouTube posted or pointing out when Odell was open in different situations. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Like absolutely ridiculous. Think about that too is though is like, I don't think that's his dad. That's Odell get cutting videos together, sending it to this, like posting it and then saying it was his dad. That was Odell 100%. That's the kind of guy he is. They cut his ass. They sent him home, but back to the game. Uh, Baker Mayfield sucks. <laughs> and every team in the NFL, they know it. They know it. And it seems like they have figured out how to stop this run game in Cleveland. It could be because of Cleveland's offensive line injuries. could be because they have no Kareem Hunt and you know Nick Chubb's just coming back. But they seem to have stopped this run game of the Cleveland Browns. And Cleveland has lost three of their last four games and have really struggled to put up points in the last three weeks, scoring 14, 17, and 10. And the Bengals have honestly, they've been the polar opposite scoring 34, 41, and 31 in their last three games. And one offense is clicking, and one offense is sputtering. They're spinning their tires in the mud. They just can't get going in Cleveland out there. But even on defense, we've seen what looked like to be a great defense down in Cleveland. They got piled on a bit a couple times. They gave up 33 to the Chiefs, 47 to the Chargers, and 37 to the Cardinals. And yes, those are good teams, but so are the Bengals. The Bengals have shown that they can pile on teams as well. They have a very good offense. The Bengals are 11th in pass yards per game while also averaging about 100 rush yards per game. I think it was about 98, so rounded up. Big roundup guy, like I said. Rounded up to 100. And they score 27.5 points per game. I think the Bengals just have too much offensively for the Browns while also posting the 7th best run D in the league. And that means that Baker is going to have to win the Browns this ball game. And anytime that happens, you guys know me well enough by this point. Episode 10, you know me well enough. If Baker Mayfield has to win the Browns a ball game, you know that Dylan Kelly and the Young Buck Bets podcast is betting on whoever the hell he's playing against because he ain't going to win a team a game. I am telling you, if I have to bet on Baker and I have to bet on the Browns, it's always 
Baker's never the reason. He's always the thing that scares the shit out of me. And if I have to, if he has to win a game like he's going to have to in Cincinnati here because they have the seventh best run D in the league, I'm betting against Baker. I'm all over the Bengals at minus two and a half over the Cleveland Browns. And now we're moving on to the six and two segment. Catch me barking on Sunday on Twitter and Instagram at Dylan Kelly Show because it's time for the dog of the week, baby. And after the Packers went off the board, I really didn't like many of the options. Um, I didn't like the Vikings. I didn't like the Browns. I didn't like the Texans. I didn't like the Bears. I didn't like the Falcons. None of them. I, I just, I, I, it was hard to land on one, but I finally did. And where I ended up landing was in New York with the New York football giants. And I absolutely love it. It's like, I just love when people say that it's, it, I feel like it's a 1950s thing or something. The New York football giants expect me to say it a few times because I absolutely love it. I do want to say that I see a lot of versions of the dog of the week on other pages, on Twitter, on Instagram, not calling anybody out this time, but I do see other versions of dog of the week. And since I put mine up in week one, but I am telling you straight up unbiased, completely unbiased third party here. Mine is the absolute best. No other person is pulling over at on routes on their way home from work and barking at their phone while a crowd forms outside their car. And it's not because people recognize me or people know that I'm who I am. And they're like, Oh, that's the Sunday quick hitter going on. It's like, is that, is that dude okay? Is he barking at his phone? Is he barking at his phone? And I have to pretend that they're not there and I have to keep barking and I'm just a normal guy and it's weird, but I love doing it. So I'm never going to stop Sunday quick hitter. It's the best one all around. And you know what? I'm never going to like, don't miss it. It's must watch content. I'm never going to stop at Dylan Kelly show, Twitter and Instagram. It goes up there every Sunday. Do not miss it around 11 a.m. But back to the game and it all all stats aside, I just don't see how the Raiders are going to be in the right mindset to win this game. They've just had so many off-field issues with the John Gruden thing and the Henry Ruggs thing, and there's just so many distractions here off the field that it's just probably taken away from the game planning, from the practicing, from absolutely every from everyone's mindset. Um, losing Henry Ruggs, like not only as a piece of the offense, which he was a huge part of its success because teams had to actually cover them downfield. Henry Ruggs was a huge deep threat. He opened up a lot of things over the middle for them for Darren Waller. They don't have that anymore. And on top of that, you know, like I get it's a horrible situation, but they lost a teammate and a friend as well. And it's going to be just as tough for those guys to lose him as a teammate and a friend as it is for the offense to lose him as a key piece. Um, it's an all-around horrible situation that's still fresh, and I think that's just going to hurt this team this week. And it's just, I can't see them, I don't know, I can't see them getting up and winning this game. Um, do the stats favor the Raiders here? Yes, big time. But this is kind of like a beyond football pick, and the New York football giants are at home, and this is a complete fuel pick for the dog of the week, and the New York football giants at plus 150 on the money line as the dog of the week. I'm going to kind of feel bad about barking about that one and then given my reasoning on Sunday I might just not give much of a reasoning so if you listen to the podcast and then you're like oh he didn't really say much on Sunday that's kind of why it's kind of dark I don't really want to bring light to it and even like I guess like even like Vegas like if they win like what are they going to do dedicate their win to Henry Ruggs like that's <laughs> assholes can't do that <laughs> I, I probably shouldn't have made that joke. Whatever. We are rolling. I'm just a regular guy. Hopefully you found that funny and you didn't just turn off the podcast or didn't just come from my head. Bad situation. Horrible. Probably too soon. Whatever. There they are. There are the picks. So to recap, two parlays, Ravens money line. <laughs> you notice how I knew I 
messed up there, so I kept going. But anyways, two parlays, Ravens money line and the over 48.5 in the Buffalo and Jacksonville game at plus 163 and the over 41 in the New England and Carolina game and the Cowboys minus six on the alternative point spread, and that's a plus 192 odds, baby. Love those two parlays. I got the Chargers minus one versus the Eagles. I got the Bengals minus 2.5 versus the Browns, and I got the dog of the week. The Giants at plus 150 on the money line. That's all I got for you guys. Keep your eyes open on Sunday for that quick hitter that I was talking about. Goes up on Twitter and Instagram at 11 o'clock at Dylan Kelly Show. But for now, I'm out. I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.